Hi, and welcome to Western Rite Conversations, a podcast where two friends and converts discuss living their Orthodox faith in an unorthodox world. Here are your hosts, Karen and Stephanie. O Heavenly King, O Comforter, Spirit of Truth, who art in all places and fillest all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come and abide in us and cleanse us from every stain and save our souls, O gracious Lord. What's up? Hi. (laughs) So we're sitting in the car right now, like two weirdos, (laughs) trying to find a quiet place to record this impromptu podcast with a discussion that's very pertinent to our children. Mm -hmm. And what gave birth to this for me and why I wanted to have this conversation with you, which I haven't yet had because I'm trying to wait so it can be fresh, (laughs) is, as you know, I coach soccer. Yeah. And last year... Phenomenally. Thanks. (laughs) Last year I had a conversation with one of the board members and said, you know, soccer really conflicts with church. And... He listened and he said I was not the only person that brought that to his attention and that the board had met and decided they were going to consider that and push game times back on Sunday mornings. So I felt really good about it. So this year I signed up to coach again and I'm also a coordinator, which is just a little more responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I oversee just the division of girls 11 to 13. Cool. And I'm just a point of contact and I have to be at all the games, even if my team's not playing. Oh, wow. Communicate with the board and that kind of thing. That is a little bit more. Yeah. Not, not all the games, just all of the games for that age Division, group. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm doing it and I'm really enthusiastic about it and I'm helping out with the roster and I, I just love it. I love, I love coaching. Yeah. And, and organizing and, and organizing. Yes. I like the coaching more, but the organizing is okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> So then I get an email from the president and it was sent to all the coaches and coordinators of the the game schedule for every division, every age. And I see that my team plays Saturday mornings, I think it was at 10, and then again Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. <gasps> oh and my gosh. Your team? My team. Now, games start earlier. There's games at, I don't know, let's say 8, 9, 10, 11. Oh, my gosh. Every On Sunday? Every single Sunday morning. Yes. And in in the, the message um, was written, you know, here's the outline for the game schedule. I know that it can conflict with church, but thank goodness for Saturday afternoon mass. <clears throat> So I read that and I just, I just went straight to rage. Of course. I don't even know what I felt prior. I know. I I couldn't distinguish, but just rage, rage came out of me. I can't. I can't even. I can't. And, oh my gosh. Well, one of the thoughts was. I'm totally there with you. Okay, number one, not everybody's a Roman Catholic. Not everybody has the opportunity to skip Sunday morning and go to Saturday at 4 o'clock. There's plenty of. Protestants and evangelical, whatever, every yes. other denomination that meets on a Sunday morning. Right. 10 o'clock in my mind is prime church is time. Is the church hour. It is. 
It, I mean, we're kind, we're kind of like the anomaly because we start earlier than that. We, and, but we're right in the middle of liturgy at 10. Yeah. And yes, you have Catholics have eight o'clock mass or nine o'clock mass or 10 o'clock mass. But regardless, it's Sunday morning. Yes. That entire window right. is when church is happening. Right. For most people. Yes. That's when they go to church. So if, if they, if they go to church. If they go to church. That's when they go. Most people. So I'm I'm angry. <laughs> I'm I can't. And I just responded. And it's not it's not directed at the board or these people individually because this is happening everywhere. Right. You know, I didn't feel discouragement with a single individual that made that decision or all of just anybody participating in Westfield youth soccer. It was just that's the move of our culture. That is where everybody, everybody who's a believer is finding themselves in this situation. So I responded with, okay, just so you know, I will not be able to attend any games on Sunday. And as a coordinator, I didn't, I didn't communicate this with you clearly. I was very, I was very quick to realize where I had fallen short. I hadn't made it very crystal clear to everybody i go to church this is a priority this is the right. time right. and so as a coordinator i shouldn't be taking on that responsibility mm -hmm. so i said i will not be at any games and and i'm probably not cut out to be the right person to fill the position of coordinator would you like me to find someone else there's plenty of people that i can ask and she said you know no this is not a done deal this is just a rough draft let's take some time and figure it out so very gracious, you know, very understanding. Wow. Mm -hmm. Great and response. Then, yep. And then got back to me and said, we'll put you at the 11 o'clock spot because it's really important that as a volunteer, we take everybody's schedule into consideration and we really value, you know, what you're contributing. And last year I had raced from church to get there. I remember. At 11 and, and I made it happen. Right. You know, it was a stretch, but at least I wasn't missing the liturgy. Exactly. I just was missing fellowship after, which I right. I hate, but yeah. it's just a few weeks. Yeah. It's a short season. It's a short season. So she did that. So now I'm back on <sighs> showing up. But that being put in that position. I know. But you know what? Praise God. You know, you had an opportunity to stand up for what's right and what's important i did know? i mean and who knows how many other people might be in that position and not speaking up so yeah, i'm sure a lot of people i'm sure if everybody was speaking up there would be a movement happening and there wouldn't be games there wouldn't be games and they're in a situation where at that time they're trying to please the soccer parents and also the football fans yeah. Because everybody wants to race home to watch football on Sundays. Yes. And so we're in this wow. culture of just worshiping sports. Sports is our mm. God. And I refuse to allow sports to be my God. As Amen. much as I love soccer. As of much course. As, and I had this real, like, I guess, epiphany moment yesterday. Just thinking about the whole soccer thing. And, you know, I'm going to be showing up late. And that actually did make a statement to somebody last year. Mm -hmm. So I showed up a little bit late every Sunday because I'd leave church and, you know, race right. to the game. And everybody would say, oh, you know, why are you late? Why are you waiting? And obviously I said I was at church. And one of the mothers afterwards came up to me and she said, what a, an amazing witness you were to my daughters. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So she said, That's beautiful. 
you don't know how much that meant. I was able to point to you and say, see, see girls, they're teenagers, you know, yeah. even your coach is going to church. There are people out there that are doing it. She was like, thank Amen. you so much. Amen. Know, see? So amazing. <laughs> it was so There's only one person, but wow. I just like grabbed on. We're like hugging yeah, and like yeah, yeah, crying yeah, yeah. together. Yeah. And it was so sweet. <laughs> so uh, anyway, thinking about that and then just kind of being in the situation again, I, in my mind, have been separating soccer from Jesus. Mm. Very, I didn't realize how hard and fast I was doing that. Mm. It was like, okay, I'm going to do soccer, but soccer is this separate thing from my faith and from the church and from my relationship with Christ. Mm. And I was walking and praying, and it was like, no, bring Jesus into soccer. Like, there can be an overlap mm -hmm. there. Stop keeping it separate mm -hmm. and stop thinking that soccer is somehow taking you away, I guess, from God. Or I'm trying to like, ah, yes, do right. it on the sidelines right. of my faith. Right. And now I'm like, no, no, no. God calls us to bring him into all things. Yes. I don't know why I didn't see that clearly. Why was that such a blur? <laughs> because it was so, it, it was, it's, it felt so adversarial. It did. You know, soccer was coming against your time yes. Yes. with God or your time in church. It was attacking it. Right. Yeah. Right. When, you know, God is saying, I'm with you everywhere. So where you go, you take me with you. Right. And in all the things that we are put before us, we live out our faith in those activities, mm -hmm. in all those things, even though they might not look Christian or... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it was so crystal clear. It's like, no, I'm in this position and I am br literally bringing God in some way to all things related to soccer and the organization. Just yeah. by saying, I can't go. That's says a something. living witness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we, we were, all of us were together, the, the, the board members and everything. And somebody said, oh, there's going to be a meeting. It's going to be on this day at this time. And this other person said, oh, that's a Sunday. Karen won't be there. And I was like, wow, they just know. Just <laughs> like, now they know. Right. Exactly. So. But then on the other side of it, you know, when you have kids that love a sport, what do you do when you're in that situation? Oh, my gosh. I know. Okay. I'm so they so bent guilty. for me and I'm going to make it happen in this temporary. Right. But there's people that they're committed to a team that's traveling and that's far more oh, yeah. competitive than this little oh, teeny yeah. town rack league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do when you're in that situation? And you feel so strongly. Yes. But you want to please your kid and your kids made this commitment. And mm -hmm. you find yourself questioning in your mind. Right. Should I skip church? Oh, my gosh. I know. It's okay if they miss this one week or these few months, maybe. And, and people have invested money in oh. the team. I mean, a traveling team is not cheap. It's not like your, your rec league fee. You know, mm -mm. no, it's several times that, and um, yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And when it came to the traveling team for for my son, I we drew the line when there were games that were at ten or eleven in the morning. And it took an hour to two hours to get there. We told the coach that he was going to miss the game. Mm -hmm. And we kind of held fast to that. Mm. 
It was. <laughs> it's so hard. Why is it so hard? I mean, I. It's just hard to. It isn't hard. It puts you in a situation that I just but, don't want to be right. put in. It puts you in. A, I just want to be comfortable all the time. Yes, right. <laughs> you don't want that. That you don't want to feel any conflict with anyone or feel like you're you're going against the grain. That is what we're called to, though. I know. We are countercultural. Yes. And if you feel as though... We're alien. <laughs> I, I certainly feel, again, which is probably just going to happen all the time, alone in... I don't, I'm not looking around seeing all these people saying, oh, yeah, church, church is important for us too. Uh, we can't make it on Sundays. It's literally like my voice crying out in the wilderness. <laughs> that's what it feels like. There's nobody coming up to me saying, yeah, us too, us too, or, right. or rallying, and, right. you know. Saying thank you so much for well, that one that mom. One, but, that one mom. But as far as the, so, organization, the organization is concerned. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of feel again like, oh, man, I'm alone in this, or mm -hmm. I'm that one person that's got to disrupt everything. Exactly. And it stinks because we want to be liked, and I don't want to be judged, and... Oh my it, and wouldn't it be so great if people were like, wow, you make faith a priority? Isn't that amazing? No. And then they're like, gosh, can't you just go to four o'clock mass on Sunday? Like they don't right. appreciate it right. or value it, which I understand. Right. Yeah. They're not going to see it mm -hmm. the way I do. That's hard. It is hard. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the woman. Um who talked about raising alien children. Oh, yeah. Jen, Jen was her first name, I think. I can't remember her last name. But, yeah, it was really powerful what she said about raising alien children. And, you know, um, I think... When she says alien children, she means... Right. Well, in the sense that we are alien. We are not of this world. Mm. This is not our home. Children that stand apart, children that are in the world but not of the world. That's right. Is what she means. Right. Yeah. So we're alien. Our kids are alien in the sense that, like you said, we're we're set apart. We're not of this world. We're we're and we have to raise our kids to go against what everybody else is doing. What's normal for everybody else, and we and we will come off as looking alien, <laughs> as looking completely um, out of this world. <laughs> yeah, like foreigners in the land. Yes, I love what Father Ken used to always say. Um, Wrong is wrong, even when everyone else is doing it. And right is right, even when no one else is doing it. Yes. And it's like such a great reminder mm -hmm. to, to go back to that. And, and just to, I don't know, to be a fool for Christ or to be like the apostles and the saints right. were is called right. to live against the grain and bring that light in and not do it in a place of fear. No. Or wanting to be liked, but as like, oh, wow, this this opportunity, this amazing opportunity that God has put on me to go out there and, you know, it's almost like I picture like a big pile of boulders and they're falling free and you're just like pushing them back in place. Oh, this is it's, dramatic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but like getting everything back in order the way it's supposed to be. Right. And helping. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. And what it says to our kids. I mean, if, if the minute you compromise and say, right. yes, you can go to the game. Right. 
talk about spiritual repercussions. Uh-huh. God is not important is what you're saying. He is not a priority at all. Your entertainment, your recreation, your extracurricular is, the priority. That's is more important to more me important. and this family than coming together and worshiping God. Right. It's a pretty loud message. And then we wonder why kids aren't sticking in the church mm-hmm. and they're leaving at a 60% Right. Because everyone wants that standard. Everyone wants to see, to see, to be held to a standard. And when you don't, I think it's a letdown and, and people feel like, oh, well, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm not going to be held to a standard here, then why bother? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, with the travel team, you know, I felt like we had it. We did really well in terms of not missing church for games and and not compromising. But then I did compromise. I, um, my son had an ID camp to go to and it was scheduled for Sunday. And I said, you know what? I said, Gabe, we really need to pray about this because this is not, it's not okay. Mm. And I know this is really important to you and this is the only time it's scheduled. Lo and behold, a day later, they called and said they rescheduled it to Saturday. Wow. Right? That like, I was like, yes. I was like, Gabe, did you see that? That was awesome. And then. <laughs> Wait, the power of prayer. Yes. In that. Yes. Prayer is our first go Absolutely. to. Right. That is what moves things. Prayer. Exactly. So you did that mm-hmm. and you were blessed. I was. Yeah. It's not easy. No. To go against the tide of this world. But I wouldn't want it any other way, would you? No, absolutely not. And and God is with her is with us, is there with us. Mm. Sorry, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> trying and to it's put so words easy to lose sight of that, thinking like I'm just some sort of representative of Christ and forgetting that he's right there, mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. He goes before me. Yeah, he wants us to take that step. And then he opens the doors. Yeah. He takes, he, he takes care of us. I always think of, I'm waiting to see Jesus, you know, like, cause I think of death all the time, right? I'm waiting right. someday. I'm going to see him in the, oh, in gosh. the physical sense mm-hmm. and just talking about it now, losing sight of, okay, I'm not seeing him physically before me, but he is still here in that mm-hmm. way. So stop waiting for this future day and act now with him beside me. It's a big job. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. The responsibility. To stand your ground, to mm. stand firm. But for my kids, as much as it might feel like you're going to battle with them when they're young and you, you're you saying, no, church is a priority, and they might feel upset or hurt that they can't go to a soccer game or other things right. so they don't understand it. Right. For their long-term spirituality, church commitment, faith, all that, if I crack now, no, it's so it's important. so detrimental. It's so important to set the example now, so that when they're 
older when they're raising our grandkids. Right, right, <laughs> right. When they're raising their children and I'm sitting back thinking, man, I wish they were taking their kids to church. Who do mm -hmm. I have to blame but myself? Mm -hmm. Nobody. So yes, we do this for future generations too, right? Yes, absolutely. So important. Yes. <laughs> Any closing remarks? I don't think so. I was thinking about um, just that statement, you know, wanting to have Christian grandchildren. Mm and how important that is to um, to the world. How important that is to us as, you know, as, as moms. Mm. But, you know, the impact that that our children and our grandchildren can have on the world and, and those around them for Christ. And that's really important. Yeah. That is the bottom line. It's all for the kingdom of God. I would love to see it just like generationally repeat itself because, you know, you do have breaks here and there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it'd be nice just for that. Just just because, just for fun, <laughs> to see it progress, <laughs> like the faith really being transmitted for multiple generations in a row. Like I was listening to a podcast where this man said he grew up with Orthodox parents, they were very devout and his grandparents were very devout and you know, now he is and he's raising his kids in the church. I'm like, wow. Yes. That's something that I don't have experience with firsthand. So mm. it'd be great to be a part of that in any one of those tiers. Right. And yeah. form form that like ladder. Be awesome. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. My mm. grandparents all three of four of my grandparents were very involved in the church and um and raise their children mm -hmm. to be that way um to have a relationship with god and i'm just grateful i'm really grateful for that that heritage um not everybody can claim that and it is it's a beautiful thing yeah to know that my grandparents were and are still praying for me yes Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. So, close in prayer. <laughs> We've said all we need to say. <laughs> Amen. It's getting really hot in this car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, how about just the Our Father? We go to that perfect prayer. Absolutely. Okay. Our Father, Our Father who art, who art in, in heaven, heaven, hallowed, hallowed be, be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. And are not translated to the eternal life that knows no hate. Pray for the to him that he may grant us the forgiveness of our sins.
Blessed are thou, O Lord Jesus Christ.